0: Recently we've covered a fair amount of ground about boundaries and ADHD. Now it's time to get super practical considerations of saying no and saying yes. We're bringing back one of our ADHD codes and Dana has a fantastic new Squirrel of the Week for us. All that and more right now. Hi, I'm David. Maybe something about my story will sound familiar to you. I was a business owner working in marketing who had somehow managed to make it all the way to my 40s before I discovered that the thing that was torpedoing my world was ADHD. So I went on a quest. I was looking for a coach and I found the amazing Dana Rayburn. I saw such dramatic results that I thought, more people need a dose of Dana in their lives. And the Kick Some ADHD podcast was born. Hey Dana, how are your how are your boundaries coming?
1: Oh my boundaries! Actually, I kept a boundary the other day. I almost texted you. Oh, you did. Uh huh. I don't remember well, probably- what it is now, but I thought I was very proud of myself.
0: Whatever whatever it was, Dana, I you have a lot to be proud of. So yes. Congratulations. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Mine are are kind of yes and no, you know.
1: (laughs) Very good, David, since the title of this is The Art of Saying Yes and No.
0: Yeah, I guess it's kind of a continuation of our recent discussions.
1: Well, yeah, I wasn't going to be. And then I realized, you know, we probably could dig into this a little bit more because we talked in, in... the last two episodes, all about boundaries and why they're important and what problem it has. And you and I worked on setting some boundaries. And I realized, you know, we probably can dig in a little bit more on how to uphold our boundaries, how when to say yes, how to say yes, and how to say no.
0: And can we just mention, Dana, how it feels when you say no to someone? The feeling. Do you feel guilty? is it uncomfy oh it's very uncomfortable
1: isn't it it's uncomfortable i don't like it and um and i also realize that i can do hard things and i can do uncomfortable things and it's really important to be able to protect ourselves and when you keep the boundary you get all excited and you want to text your friend david and tell him (laughs) i just kept a boundary
0: I have heard that when people get really good at this, they start to like set boundaries all over the place and they mm-hmm. kind of go ape with it. And I haven't done that yet. So I haven't I'm, done that either. Maybe I'm not great at this yet, but I, I actually don't think I'm terrible at it, but I don't know. I you know. I think this is a journey we're on and we're learning things. And so I'm glad we're talking about <laughs> the art of saying yes and no. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. All right. So we're not gonna go into all these details and boundaries if you want to know more please go about boundary details go back to listen at to um, episode number 150 about 58 boundaries in ADHD all right
0: yes and then the continuation on 159 last week where we we actually set some boundaries yeah productive
1: yeah and just realize that boundaries impact all areas of our lives and we've gotta know how to say yes we've gotta know how to say no to all kinds of things
0: we do we do and if you haven't listened to those episodes then it is worth mentioning that we with adhd are particularly prone to some of the same kinds of issues that people who might be neurotypical but also struggle with boundaries might have so there's like a real adhd related focus here
1: Yeah, there really is, because we struggle with what most people struggle with, because boundaries are an issue for a lot of people, but then they make ADHD, it's even more so for us, like a lot of things. Okay, so anyway, we're we're not going to go into the problem yeses and all of that stuff. You can go back and listen to the other episode, if you haven't already.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: Okay. Okay. So as I was thinking about this, I was saying, okay, one of our codes, sorry, I'm fiddling with stuff. Stop it, Dana. You're going to upset your microphone. Um, One of our, I just set a little boundary for myself, didn't I?
0: You did. And I'm going to see if you you enforce your boundaries. (laughs) I
1: won't, you know, I won't. My hands will stay (laughs) on my lap for only probably a minute. Do we need a do
0: we need a fidget toy for you, Dana, when we're recording is, is, today? Do we, we do.
1: Okay, I have one here. Okay. Um, so, um, oh, what was I saying, David?
0: We were saying something about <laughs> boundaries. <laughs> 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 and how we weren't going to rehash the previous episodes. No, then... I moved
1: on to something else. Anyway, I don't remember what it was. But when I was preparing this, I realized okay, I was thinking, okay, how in the heck do we do this? How do we guard our yeses? I remember I'll wrap to what I was re- going to say before. And mm-hmm. I realized we just got to get really curious about it. And yeah. this brings in a code that we talked about a couple of years ago our guard your no code which yes. I realized was probably should be a guard your yes code. Because I, I, I,
0: I've often thought about that. We was kind backwards. of did it backwards. So I
1: changed it. It's classic
0: for us, really. You know, <laughs> Maybe no, not for said. you,
1: but for me. Anyway, so we t- I thought, okay, we have to learn how to guard our yes. We have to learn how to be really cautious and careful when we say a yes. And how do we do that? we got to get curious, David.
0: It's true. Yeah, Curiosity's curiosity so
1: guards good. your yes.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Yes, it does. So what do you but, want to be curious about?
0: Well, I want to be curious in part about... So one of the things that I have to be curious about is what compels me to say yes when I know there's a there's a no here. You know, there's a... In fact, if I were to to do what we've talked about even recently in episodes of, of ours... And if I were to use use that moment of pause, and the, the the latest addition to our codes, the "What are you choosing?" code from episode one fifty six, sometimes I am saying yes. When if I were to pause and and use the "What are you choosing?" code, I would say no. But there's the thing that makes me curious about that is okay. Well, what compels me to say yes, when in fact? A no would be wise.
1: Is it, what do you think it compels you? Is it people pleasing? Is it not even thinking about it? impulsivity? Is it something else?
0: What do you think? Yeah, it's, it's, it's some of all of the above. I think it goes back to one of the classic ADHD scenarios where I, I have sort of a relationship gauge in my brain in any given relationship. That's a little bit like a, a, a checking account balance.
1: Oh, do we have one?
0: You and me, yeah, yeah, yeah. And oh, so I feel who's like who's in deficit? I don't think either of us. I think we're both in the black here. We're back in black. We're ACDC. Okay. Um, I feel like it's a little bit like, you know, ne- just needing to make deposits because I know there's an overdraft coming. <laughs> Notice I didn't say a withdrawal coming. <laughs> <laughs> but but you know, if I'm in the black in a relationship, I like to keep it as far in the black as possible because I know that there will be times where I'm I'm potentially gonna. Yeah.
1: And most Oof, people, something. and and it sounds like you you only consider your balance in that
0: Absolutely. and not
1: the other. So if I
0: became a
1: total slacker, you'd still think it was your problem.
0: Dana, I'm not inviting you to exploit this fact.
1: I might. I'm thinking about it. <laughs> I know
0: you are. I can see the look on your face.
1: <laughs> what I was can I get someone, away with?
0: I was just telling someone yesterday who really enjoyed, I did something nice for this person. And they really appreciated it. And they kept saying how they did. And I'm like, you don't understand how much I enjoy the fact that you're enjoying this that I did for you. And it's probably not smart for me to even let on how much I enjoy doing things yeah. for people.
1: you do. Because
0: I really do. And, you know, an unscrupulous person on the other side of that might actually really try to exploit that.
1: I'm so which glad I would you're keeping this to. a secret, David.
0: I know I'm just telling the entire friggin world that listens to <laughs> kick some a d h d so if you're if you're a friend of All mine five and you're people. Listening, yeah <laughs> if you're a friend of mine if you're one of my friends that listens to this podcast, which is like three of the five people, um I'm kidding We have more and there's my break.
1: sister oh, hi, hi
0: yeah. So uh, anyway, yeah, please don't exploit this. It's true, though. I am that way. And some of it is just it's not necessarily ADHD related because some of it is just I've checked. I've I've actually had this curiosity conversation, Dana. I really enjoy doing things for people. It it makes me happy.
1: You're a nice guy. Oh, well. Yeah, I know. It's true. We wouldn't be here if you weren't. You're just a nice guy. Okay, so that's what you're you're getting curious about what it is and it it charges you but what well no we're not even going to go into that because that's sort of okay. what we talked about last week so okay. other things to get curious about are i want to get really pragmatic rubber meets the road here what needs to be done and why mm. i just had the neatest thought okay this is a total tangent what about in 50 years when we have flying cars and and rubber meets the road becomes one of those things that makes no more no sense
0: yeah it's like it's like when you think about what a why we call it a mouse today i think there's a generation of people who don't understand that it used to actually look like a mouse but now they're wireless <laughs> Yeah. And they don't have the little things that look like eyes anymore. Yeah. Like so all the reasons it's I think you're exactly right. There will come a day when we won't Robert understand the, the road. phrase. Doesn't make yeah. any
1: sense. It's like it no invent, reinventing the buggy whip or or dial it in or whatever. Anyway, so sorry, come back. That was just a little tangent. Um anyway, it was a minor so,
0: squirrel of the week. There's a squirrel <laughs> of the week coming later, but that was just a small squirrel. Can we just squirrel?
1: have that be the squirrel of the week? So <laughs> <laughs> so we want to think about the practical stuff what needs to be done and why does it need to be done you know who else can do it in the success club today we were talking about delegating and and that's often we just automatically think we have to be the one to do it mm. and and without even thinking am i the right one to do it and does it even need to be done
0: yeah yeah, that's been an interesting one for me over the course. I've actually learned some lessons recently from from the work environment that I've been in, watching people handle delegation really well. Mm. And I think a couple of those people are trained in the military. And so there's a, there's a certain I don't give a crap that goes along with and I, and I'm too invested often Dana in the in the process and the outcome and the customer experience or client experience so that so that I'm not able to just say I don't give a crap cuz I do
1: yeah <laughs> you know? that's the problem it yeah. is yeah yeah it can be yeah
0: yeah so de- it's a problem if I'm trying to delegate but that's the practical side that you're talking about and there are times I say yes to things that I should say no to mm
1: mm-hmm. mhm Mm-hmm.
0: For that and, reason. And and I'm shooting on myself, but you understand what I mean. I, I, yeah.
1: I, it would it, be wise to say no to.
0: Yeah. Agreed.
1: And as you said earlier, why are you saying yes? And what's behind saying yes? Are you people pleasing? Are you, is it just because it gives you a charge of dopamine to do something nice to other people?
0: Honestly, I think there is that, Dana. Yeah. I need mm-hmm. to be able to say, well, okay, I can find dopamine elsewhere. Right. Instead of in this way, because I... I get over my skis, so to speak.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I need to be able to say, you know, it's not my place to solve your problems for you.
0: And part of that, yeah, part of that curiosity, I think, applies to both of our statements just now, Mm -hmm. is what at what cost do I agree to do this thing?
1: Yeah. And that comes to the other side. If I say yes, what happens? What are my priorities? What priorities am I giving up?
0: Right, because there's not an unlimited amount of time and energy and bandwidth and attention and etc.
1: Yeah. And one thing for us to think about is: this a one time where we're creating, inventing, and is it exciting? Or this is are we saying yes to something that's a long term that we're going to have to slog through something forever until mm. it gets really boring?
0: That's true. I think in my brain we've been talking about sort of in-the-moment right. yeses. But in reality, some things we agree to are <laughs> very long-term.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like doing a podcast together. Um, how much time is it going to take? That's something we often don't even think about when we say yes to something. We don't even consider what we're, what we're signing ourselves up for. What do I have to give up? What's not going to get done? So... Basically, and when am I going to do it? What else is going on? You know, right. so it's just getting really curious about what happens if I say yes to this thing. Makes sense. Yeah. And then what if I say no? What happens if I say no?
0: And that's where I think some of the fears pop up. If I say no, this person will no longer want to be around me.
1: And that's Maybe. when you, I, I would encourage you to challenge it. Is this true? Usually not. And if it's a person that you don't care about, does it matter? Is it a so what?
0: Hello. Yeah.
1: And then maybe someone else will learn how to do something for themselves. If I say no, gosh, maybe someone else will learn how to do their laundry or learn how to do the dishes or learn how to do whatever it might be.
0: Got to let people grapple with stuff. Yeah. And actually ask for real help if they need it, but allow them to struggle with it. That's how I learned everything, Dana, just struggling with stuff on my own. Right. But most things, right? Right. So why deprive people of the opportunity for them to grow?
1: To, to build their character. True. What else is rising up for you there, Dr. Johnson? Well, I
0: think it's stuff we've covered. I mean, you know, it's the it's the will I be making an unnecessary withdrawal from this account if I say no instead of making a deposit into the account.
1: And I and okay, And so that means challenging it and starting to realize that both parties or all the parties need to be putting into deposits and taking withdrawals. It's not just you.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Codependency is a thing. It does happen. And we can. Avoid the unhealthiness of that if we allow ourselves to just really take a pause.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And call yourself on your stuff. duff
0: Exactly. Your
1: sh-duff.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Your shiitake mushrooms.
1: <laughs> yeah, so be very clear and challenge it. If you say no, what happens? Yeah. Nothing. Oh, okay. Then why in the heck am I busting my gut doing this thing. And
0: another thing, Dana, that maybe you're going to get to this, but another thing that I have realized is that it is perfectly acceptable to go back to someone, reach out to them and say, listen, I know that I agreed to do X, Y, Z thing, but after giving it some thought, it doesn't actually work. And I regret saying yes, because now I've created this expectation for you but I actually need to to say no.
1: That's so good, David. No, I hadn't included that, and I hadn't even thought about it. So we get to renegotiate. This is part of protecting our boundaries.
0: It really is, because we are impulsive people, those of us who have ADHD, and we might just say yes without asking all the questions that you've just mentioned, Dana, like when? when's it going to happen? Do I have the time and energy, bandwidth, et cetera? Can someone else do it? All the questions you've just asked, if we haven't thought through those things and we just impulsively went, sure. It's okay to go back to someone, especially if we're proactive about it. It's much better if we're proactive. It's okay to go back and say, you know what? I did reconsider and actually it doesn't work. And I'm sorry. You know, it's okay to apologize in that moment.
1: Yeah. Because you
0: set an expectation, you're going to change.
1: And I think going back and discussing with them Is healthy part of a relationship and communications in a relationship instead of just not doing it, which is our normal mo and hoping nobody notices.
0: Oh boy, that that yeah, you know, if it's plans and we're going to meet up somewhere, they're going to notice, right? But if it's a thing they ask me to do and I'm just going to do it or not, then sure, we might we might be inclined to just pretend like nothing ever didn't happen.
1: Right. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yeah. And we want to avoid doing that. We want to become people of our word and our intentions.
0: And clear communications really, really do help. Yeah.
1: Okay. So that's my shtick on how to guard your yes. Anything else to add, David?
0: No, I like that.
1: Yeah. So it's really being curious. Mm-hmm. And we get to renegotiate if we said a no, a yes. That's Oughta to have been a no yes we do okay here's a thought do we ever get to say maybe
0: we do and that's another thing that is not easy for me to do in, in, in you know normal circumstances often I feel compelled to give an answer right away and a better answer sometimes is I I need to give that some consideration before I agree because I don't want to agree and then find that I'm not able to follow
1: through yeah I realize I don't like it when people give me maybes because I want to just file it in my little brain and know, can I count on this or not? Maybes feel um, mm. unsettled for me. Interesting. Yeah, they do. And
0: yeah. it's not comfy for me when someone says maybe in circumstances where it seems like an answer that's a positive or a negative could be achievable. I So I know, th- and I try to avoid creating that uncomfortableness in someone yeah. else. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And then sometimes, uh, here's one that happens in my family. Sometimes they, it's present it's a maybe, but I take it as a definite yes Ooh. or no. Oops. So there's a difference in the communication there. And then something doesn't happen, and I say, hey, and they say, well, I don't know. yeah. Actually, yeah. my family does use words. They don't just say. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: they're not Charlie Brown's teacher. All of them,
1: <laughs> or parents. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and it's
0: also I, I've I, like I'm in am I'm I'm in a situation here recently where someone has made a request or an offer a couple of times, and then it turns out they're not actually serious about it. And I think they are serious about it, but they just are are proposing an idea that it turns out they're just not ready to to follow through on. And so then when they are not ready to follow through, there's been some disappointment on my part, right? So that's a a moment where I've gone, okay, what I've learned with that person is when they propose something, I just don't allow myself to expect anything until I hear a definite out of it.
1: Okay. Yeah. Because some people just, they propose something or they just get really excited and talk about something like it's going to happen and you believe it. And then there you are.
0: Yeah, and it's too easy for me to get disappointed in that situation. So, it's, no, no, it's, it's, it, you know, it's good. It's like I've learned something about myself in that process because I really want to go do the thing, whatever it is, you know. And, um, and so, yeah, I've, I've learned. I actually have had a lot of interesting kind of, you know, emotional and other work as a result of those circumstances a few times. Because it's like, well, dang, what is that? What's going on? Why am I so disappointed? (laughs) You know?
1: Yeah, that's really fascinating. And I'm so glad you're getting all these learning opportunities, David. I am too. I'm so grateful. Because I'm like, how did
0: I make it to this age and not have this sorted out? before? Like I didn't realize this was a pattern.
1: Yeah. And look what happens when you start paying attention to yourself and what's going on. It's so
0: true. Self-awareness is a beautiful thing. Curiosity. Such a powerful tool. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And never, ever, ever are we going in, I'm so lame, I'm should, I'm, you know, everyone will hate me. You know, That's not what we're talking about. Getting yeah. curious. And also,
0: mind. this isn't, you know, this isn't a rejection when they propose something and then it turns out that they're not able to follow through on it. In this case, it's, it's for legitimate reasons, whatever. They're just kind of impulsively tossing out an idea. And so and and I've even had the conversation like, actually, I'd rather know that you were thinking about doing the thing, even though it didn't turn out that we ended up being able to do it, because just the gesture of you wanting to do the thing has been good. That's been nice. And so there's a message in that of itself. Like, I'd rather them do that and not now that especially now that I know not to expect anything until it's definite. But I'd rather them do that than just have them not say anything at all because they don't want to disappoint me.
1: Yeah. Does that make sense? It does. In an odd sort of way, it does.
0: Yeah, it does. It's kind of counterintuitive. But it's like, no, actually, that's really kind of neat in this particular
1: situation. Yeah. Okay. So, that's the yeses.
0: (laughs) Oh, okay, the yeses. (laughs)
1: Now we need to walk along on to... How to say no? I I just made up some new hand signals and David didn't know what I was talking about. I'm
0: like, I don't speak sign language, Dana. I don't know what that means.
1: I know what that signal means, Dana.
0: Oh, oh, sorry. (laughs)
1: And it needs a big E on this if we're going to use that signal.
0: (laughs) Thankfully, this is not a video podcast. And I was joking, Dana.
1: I know. (laughs) All right. So, how to say no? Saying no pushes against our people pleasing. And um one of one of the women in the success club this week said something really interesting to me. She said, I want to stop doing that. I want to start living in alignment with who I am.
0: Ah, so good.
1: Yeah. And what she met in that was I need to learn to say no to things that aren't right for me. So good. Yeah. So good. Wow. So
0: good. Look at her. Look at
1: her go. Yeah, so let's talk about some tricks for saying no. And as I was thinking about this, I realized there's some direct, firm no's. Mm. We talked about those couple last week, couple weeks ago. Um, one of them is remember that boundary script. So if I say, if I say yes to such and such a thing, I will feel this way, and this is what happens. So if I say yes to hosting your sit-down dinner at our house for 100 people, um, I will feel totally overwhelmed and I will hate you. And the whole and thing that will would fall be bad.
0: Hard. Yeah, yeah, that would be bad, especially because I'm not going to be there. Right. <laughs> <laughs> the wrong side of the country.
1: Yeah. So it's but, the, no, that's good. Yeah. yeah, but it's
0: the, it's the understanding what the, what the consequence would be.
1: Right. And sometimes yeah. you want to explain that to the person. Sometimes you do. So that's a yep. firm no, but you, you want to give a reason. Sometimes you don't want to give a reason.
0: Yeah. And it's okay to just say that's a hard pass. I learned yeah. that from David Rose on the television show Schitt's Creek. Oh, I love that show. It's, that's a hard pass. I'm like, that's pass. a great line. You yeah. just don't have to explain anything else. That's a hard yeah. pass. That's a hard no for me.
1: Or no, that won't work for me. That no, I'm not able me. to do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay
0: such a great script, that doesn't work for me.
1: Yeah, that doesn't work. That just doesn't work for me.
0: And if they want to ask why, and you've not already offered an explanation, and you're not comfortable offering an explanation, that's a moment where you get to say, at this point, it just doesn't work for me, and I'm not willing to discuss why. Yeah. yeah. And it's okay for us to not be willing to have that yeah. conversation. Yeah. Especially if you don't trust that by by. If you don't trust that giving them a reason is safe.
1: Yes, because some people will start to argue with you and wheedle. It's like if you say no to your kid on something and then they they're you know chipping away at you forever about doing it. Um, I had a thought and I don't remember what it is. Oh well, it'll come back if it was important. Anyway that oh and that no, it won't work for me can be harder. And remember, mm-hmm. we can do hard things. We can. Yeah. We can.
0: And we've got to recognize that if we're making that statement to erect or protect a boundary, we are taking care of ourselves in that moment. Yes. And that is a good thing for us to do. Yes. You you deserve to be taken care of, even if it's by yourself.
1: (laughs) I know what I was going to say. Some things, though, there might be a little bit of negotiation and you might figure out a way that works. So that's to me where that hard concrete no mm, cuz it isn't as isn't as great because sometimes you then it if you say that won't work for me and but then you have a conversation that gets it to something that works for you.
0: And that's a that's a fine way to proceed. If it's that if you're if you're in a safe conversation where a negotiation makes sense and there's a win to be had potentially, then sure, no, that doesn't work for me, but here's what would work for me.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So and let them tell you no,
0: or let them, you know, figure out whether there's a common ground to be reached.
1: Yes, exactly. Yeah. Okay. So how about a more passive no?
0: Oh, okay. So I'm not coming out swinging with a no. <laughs> no, it's my
1: okay. calendar is full. Mm. Blame it on your calendar. My calendar's full. My dance card is full. there's another one of those words who uses a dance card now but we still say it
0: do we though Dana maybe your generation my generation <laughs> says it you know I heard when the this this was a great response that I heard someone give in in uh in in response to a, a request for free work like pro bono work mm-hmm And they were using it in a business context, but I wrote it down. I was like, that's a brilliant answer. And they said, we don't have the appetite for any pro bono work, any more pro bono work right now.
1: Ooh, can I write that one down?
0: Please do. I loved that phrasing, though. Like, I don't have the appetite for that right now and it or the capacity. You could substitute a different word. But there's something about the appetite terminology, especially in the business context— that just made sense. Like you can imagine another business person hearing that and going, okay, that makes sense. You know,
1: it does. It does. Okay. So my, I don't have the appetite for that. My calendar is full blaming it on your calendar. That one works beautifully. And the thing I've learned on that one is people don't really care if you do it or not. They just want the thing done. Doesn't mm. have to be you. So if you tell them to call such and such or talk to so and so about it instead, it's usually fine. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. And the and the my calendar is full. I can't do that. Is maybe a easier way for you to get in the practice of setting boundaries than just automatically jumping to the no, that doesn't work for me.
0: It's true. It's a little less abrasive perhaps or if you want to call it aggressive or firm it's a little softer. Yeah. You're still passing the buck. But but you're passing the buck to a non-entity and they don't they yeah. can't see your calendar. Mm. They don't know. No. Mm-mm. Yeah. Your calendar might be empty. I'm not suggesting you just out and out lie, but if you need a way to Oh, practice, go ahead, David.
1: Whip its boundaries, we got a fib. My calendar Guess doesn't
0: well have the capacity for that right now. Oh, there you go. I like that.
1: Okay. Okay. Um, so that's a more passive way. Do you have any other more passive ways and more easy step ways of getting into saying no?
0: I have other commitments that prevent me from doing that, right? It's another way of saying the same thing, but I have other previous commitments, right? It's, it's, it's reinforcing the idea that I am a person that does keep my commitments and if I made this commitment to you, I'm. these are all things that I'm not saying, right? They're un, being left unsaid. But if I made a commitment to you, I would be the sort of person that would do everything in my power to keep my commitment to you. Since I have already made commitments, I'm going to keep those.
1: What if the person then comes back and says, okay, David, when will all those commitments be over?
0: Yeah, I'm not prepared to have that conversation at the moment. I'm sorry. I'm okay. you know, not looking at my calendar or I don't.
1: I don't have, have the, the appetite for
0: that. <laughs> yeah, I don't have the appetite for this conversation anymore. Re- reject.
1: <laughs> <laughs> hit hit <laughs> the eject button. <laughs> <Bing. Yeah.
0: laughs> Boot them off the Zoom call. No, I'm kidding. But it, yeah, it, there's there's got to be a nice way to 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 say uh, it's something we'll need to revisit at a later date.
1: And what we're really getting into here, isn't it, that this isn't easy and it can be uncomfortable, and we can do uncomfortable things. We can do things we don't want to do.
0: Yeah. And look, if you keep pressing, if I'm erecting a boundary and you're, you, you prove yourself to be the sort of person that presses on boundaries, mm-hmm. guess what? I have fired clients over this.
1: Yeah, really.
0: They have mm-hmm. repeatedly stepped on and tried to push on boundaries. And to me, they just felt unsafe. And I don't need that in my life. I'm sorry. There's plenty of people yeah. that need what I have to offer that aren't going to just take it as a challenge every time I erect a boundary.
1: Yeah. Okay. Good.
0: Don't need that in my life. Not worth the money.
1: Yeah. So uh, with clients here, it's easier for you to it is enforce and erect boundaries. Because I hear you you're from what you've said, it sounds like you're pretty badass about that versus with well, me. I, I might be much yeah. more
0: wishy. With you, Dana, of course. Yeah, I'm going to be course. wishy-washy. Because yeah, so it's you. Yeah. It's true, though, that with client relationships, I learned, I, for whatever reason, I learned early on, you train people how to treat you. Mm-hmm. And clients don't know how to treat you until you train them. And so here's how this works. Here's when and how you can contact me. Here's when and, and where and how to expect a response. You know, if you send me a message by some other means than than the ones I've given you, then that's not business communication. Text messaging, for example, that yeah, that was, always was a big one for me. Yeah, we but talked anyway, about that the, the other day. Yeah, so it's, it's, that's being clear with people. But for whatever reason, translating that into interpersonal relationships where, you train people how to treat you as a friend, as a romantic partner, as a spouse, as a whatever. I I didn't I didn't for whatever reason that didn't translate the same. And I'm not saying you should just be aggressive and and be the one training everybody in the world how to treat you. But but by action or inaction, inadvertently you end up training people.
1: I think you need to be the one to train people how to treat you.
0: Yeah. You don't have yeah. to be a a because if richer. you do
1: it. Up front and right away, then you don't have as many of the issues.
0: It's true. People, I find people, especially quality people, appreciate clarity. Yeah. Huh.
1: Good thought, David. Okay. So in groups or meetings, let's just run this through this really fast. In groups and meet or meetings, if when they're looking for volunteers, someone to take over such and such a project, literally bite your tongue gently, oh, please. Don't yeah. no, no blood, but bite your tongue and sit on your hands. Someone else will say yes.
0: Ooh, that's been hard for me. I know it's such an impulse
1: thing. It's an impulse thing. You want to say yes, you want to say yes. And if there's, if there's quiet, you want to jump in and fill it and don't be the one to jump in and fill it unless you really know you want to do this thing.
0: So good. That is such a great tip. Thank you.
1: The squirrel squirrel of the week. week. (laughs) Okay. This is a really quick one. Okay. So I realize that we talk all the time in ADHD world about making alarms for things Mm -hmm. to remember, to do this, that, and the other thing. A lot of people don't realize you can label the alarm.
0: Oh, like on your phone?
1: Yeah. So instead of just this random alarm going off, you can label your alarm to say, leave the house or call your father or... Whatever.
0: Interesting. I'm going to check Take that your out. Meds. Oh, See, oh, you didn't know label. this? I'm just looking at my device. There's an add label button. Exactly. I've never noticed it before. And that's when
1: the alarm goes off. Then it says, it reminds you what you were supposed to do, which means you're less likely to just think, oh, noisy alarm and delete it.
0: No, it's true. It's true. You and didn't I, know this,
1: David. Oh, I, I did I was afraid you were going to say, "Oh, Dana, here you go, stating the obvious."
0: Did you finally figure that out, Dana? No, <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't know. And and I'm an Android user, and you're an iOS user. So and that's it's on both. Kind of I was not yeah. sure if
1: it did it on Androids, but on on in Apple world it does. Yeah. So and it does in both.
0: Someone sent me a meme yesterday. It said, "ADHD person about to make a mistake." I'll put my drink in the freezer so it cools faster. <laughs> And my response was that's why I always set an alarm when I put a drink in the freezer so it cools faster. Exactly. And I do. I set a little a little well for in that case it's just a timer like a kitchen timer. But a, a phone alarm that's brilliant. I like that you can add a label. I might use those more now instead of calendar events.
1: Yeah. Because then it goes off and it, and you can have it, you need to leave in 15 minutes or whatever. And then you would need another one that says you need to leave now, because of course you won't remember in 15 minutes, but 15 minutes, (laughs) what was I thinking? I've
0: moved on to some other world. (laughs) So
1: many other things have happened in that 15 minutes. Okay.
0: Labels on your alarms. That's a great squirrel, Dana. I appreciate that.
1: Okay. Okay. All right, David, anything else today?
0: I would just say, hey, dear listener, if you have a squirrel for us, if you have a way to say yes or no, if you have other thoughts in response to today's episode or a question... You can record us a message, drop it in an email, attach it to an email, I should say, send it to hello at kicksomeadhd.com, or you can type out a good old-fashioned bit of text and send that to hello at kicksomeadhd.com. We want you to sound off. We're skipping listener mails today for the sake of time, but you never know. We might read your question, comment, response on the air, or we might even play it if it's your voice.
1: Yes. All right, everybody, go out, have a great week. Kick some ADHD. Bam! So what do you
0: think? Is Kick Some ADHD making a difference in your life? If so, join the movement. Help Dana and me help more people. Just share Kick Some ADHD with your people and leave a rating and review in your podcast app. It does help us spread the word that living with ADHD doesn't have to be so hard.